بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation of عمدت الأحكام and this is a new chapter and this is the class number 18 and it is a new chapter the chapter on wiping over the hoofs or wiping over the hoofain and this will be hadith number 21 first what is the definition of the hoof the meaning of the hoof is that which is worn upon the foot and it is made of leather and it's like including socks as we will explain this is the chapter therefore on the wiping upon the hoofain and the wiping upon the hoofain is affirmed from the Prophet والسلام, and it is related to the tahara, the purification in one of its parts and this refers to the feet its permissibility is affirmed by the book of Allah first by the sunnah and by the consensus of the salaf the only ones who opposed are the rejectionists the Rafida and their sayings are not considered in matters of consensus and matters of difference of opinions as to the verification or the proofs from the Quran this is in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 6 chapter 5 verse 6 قال الله تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا إذا قمتم إلى الصلاة فاغسلوا وجوهكم وأيديكم إلى المرافق وامسحوا برؤوسكم وأرجلكم إلى الكعبين Oh, you believe when you intend to offer a salah wash your faces and your hands forearms up to the elbows rub by passing wet hands over your heads and wash your feet up to the ankles if you are in a state of janaba uh, in a state of sexual defilement uh, purify yourself by taking a bath to the end of the verse and we have two recitations here and two authentic recitations first one ya ayyuhalladhina amanu idha qumtum ila salati faghsilu wujuhakum wa aydiyakum ila almarafiq وامسحوا برؤوسكم وأرجلكم وأرجلكم listen carefully to the pronunciation وأرجل لا there is a فتحة the movement is a فتحة on the lam وأرجلكم here it is related in 
conjugation to وجوهكم with the فتحة وجوهكم so therefore since the faces are washed therefore here the feet is to be or are to be washed in this conjugation in the context and on the other recitation which is which is the recitation with وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ with kasra on the lamb وَأَرْجُلِكُمْ hence in this case it is related in conjugation to بِرُؤُسِكُمْ and to the heads and we know that the heads are wiped on so they become from accordingly wiping on the feet would be evident from this conjugation so would one now think that the person will have a choice between wiping over the bare feet or washing them the sunnah rejects that totally because there is no evidence from the Prophet by one letter indicating wiping over the bare feet so therefore we refer to the action of the Prophet in understanding the verse and if we do so then we will find that the Prophet ﷺ used to wipe the feet when they are covered by the Huffain and would wash them when they are uncovered bare this is the deduction understanding the Quran by the actual Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ as to the sunnah itself it is replete in this it is mutawatir from the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam in fact imam ahmed rahimahullah commented by saying laysa fi qalbi min al-mashh shay'un فيه أربعون حديثا عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأصحابه he said there is no aversion in my heart to the issue of wiping there are forty narrations with regard to wiping the feet from the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم and his companions and then he said the following poem Mimma tawatara hadithu man kathab wa man bana lillahi baytan wahtasab wa ru'yatun shafa'atun wal hawdu wa masha khuffayni from those the mutawatir is the hadith the one who lies and the one who builds a house for the sake of Allah and hopes for the reward and the sight seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the intercession 
and the pond in of the Prophet in paradise and the wiping over the sucks. So this is the consecutive narrations from the Prophet for the permissibility of wiping over the Khuffain. I mean yes, the Khuffain. And then as to the sucks we'll we'll know that it is also permissible and it is related that nine of the companions of the Prophet used to do that as to the consensus of the Salaf it is known to the degree that some of the ulama consider this matter listen, consider this matter from the matters of creed although the chapter on wiping over the Khuffain is not considered from the chapters of creed rather it is from the chapters on actions however they mention this because the Rafidah, the rejectionists وَهُمْ أَصْحَابُ بِدْعَةٍ وَطَرِيقَةٌ مَعْرُوفَةٌ and they are people of bid'ah see that the wiping over the Khuffain is not permissible so the Imams of Ahl Sunnah intended to make clear that this matter is permissible and since this is a matter innovated by some meaning the rejection is therefore and that's why they included it in the books of Sunnah and Aqidah now to the Hadith Hadith number 21 under this chapter عن المغيرة بن شعبة رضي الله عنه قال كنت مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في سفر فأهويت لأنزع خفيه فقال دعهما فإني أدخلتهما طاهرتين فمسح عليهما In this hadith of Al-Mughira bin Shu'bah May Allah be pleased with him who said Once I was on a journey with the Prophet والسلام, Al-Mughira bin Shu'bah who said Once he was on a journey with the Prophet والسلام, So I moved to remove his hoofs and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said da'huma leave them fa'inni adkhaltuhuma for indeed my feet were in a state of purity when I wore them so he wiped over them so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wiped over them so he wiped over them this was during the expedition of Tabuk on his return the Prophet Al-Mughira bin Shu'bah was with him carrying his water for wudu so he said that he made wudu and I moved to take off his hoofs when he said leave them for indeed my feet were in a state of purity when I wore them leave them this could refer to his feet or his hoofs and the ruling is unchanged in either case who is the narrator 
the narrator is Al-Mughira bin Shu'bah Ibn Abi Amr bin Mas'ud Al-Thaqafi radiyallahu anhu he accepted Islam in the year of the ditch of Al-Khandaq around the Medina and then immigrated the first expedition he shared in was the Hudaybiyah and he used to serve the Prophet in his wudu carrying water for him he was assigned to rule al-Basra in Iraq then also twice he was in charge of al-Kufa and he died in al-Kufa in the year 50 after Hijrah the benefits of the hadith number one the permissibility to ask someone for something with the condition however that this person being asked is not from those who would make you feel indebted if you do ask them here Al-Mughira bin Shu'ada when he was asked to serve the Prophet ﷺ, he considered this as an honor and something virtuous and a chance for him. So therefore, if you intend to use somebody to serve you in assisting you in a certain action if you find that this brings happiness to him and he is pleased with that then in this case your request and his service in this respect is not from the matters that asking for is considered blameworthy. Second benefit the merit of Al Mughira bin Shu'bah by serving who? By serving the Prophet. The third benefit the good character of the Prophet ﷺ in the sense that when he ordered him to leave them on he made it clear to him as to why lest he would feel something in his heart so he told him the reason leave them for they were in a state of purity when I wore them fourth benefit permissibility to take off one's shoes or hoofs by someone else although this is a matter which can be annoying to some and some would disdain from it However, this becomes easier in relations that are strong between people. The more the relationship is strong, the easier this would be. This brings another issue. Is it permissible for someone to assist the other in washing his parts for wudu? The answer, this is not permissible except in situations of necessity. That is because al-wudu 
is an actual worship and therefore it's inevitable for the person to do it and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed the believers by saying فَغْسِلُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَأَيْدِيَكُمْ in verse 6 of Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 and wash your faces and your hands for arms and this indicates that it's inevitable that the person carries this by himself unless there is a necessity sixth benefit the good way of teaching of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam after he mentioned the ruling for him he mentioned the reason as came earlier and this indicates his good way and good manner of teaching alayhi salatu wasalam in this hadith there is evidence for one of the conditions for valid wiping over the hoofs or the socks and that is wiping is permissible only if the hoofs or the socks are worn in a state of purity and this is evident from the reason why the Prophet ﷺ he said indeed my feet were in a state of purity when I wore them so therefore it's a condition for the permissibility of wiping over the socks is that they be worn on a state of purity now when he said alayhi salatu wasalam I worn them in a state of purity does this mean that he put the hoofain on after purifying both of them or after purifying each one of them this is a matter of difference of opinion between the scholars Some of them are with the opinion that it is not permissible to wear the hoops or socks unless the state of purity is completed and this is completed by washing both feet. So therefore, if someone according to this, to this opinion washes the right feet the right foot and then puts on the hoof then afterwards washes the left one and then afterwards puts the hoof or the socks then in this case wiping over them is not permissible unless he takes off the hoof from the right one and re-puts it on and there is a hadith upon which they deducted or from which they deducted this opinion and that is the Prophet ﷺ saying إِذَا تَوَضَّعَ أَحَدُكُمْ if anyone of the one of you or any one of you makes wudu and then puts on his hoofs 
فَلْيَمْسَحْ عَلَيْهِمَا Then let him wipe over them. So in his saying, إِذَا تَوَضَّ If he makes wudu or when he makes wudu. And this is not manifested in reality unless the purification is complete. Meaning by washing both feet. When he, the person washes both feet, then he concludes the wudu. And it can be said then that he made wudu. The second opinion, if he puts on the khuf on each foot when it's pure, then it is correct to say that he put them, the hoofs on, while the feet were in a state of tahara, purity. And the precautionary opinion, the precautionary position would be to do it in accordance with the first opinion. meaning after washing both feet. Next benefit, next point of benefit. Wiping over the hoofs or socks for the one who had put them on is better than washing because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said da'huma leave them fa'inni adkhaltuhuma tahiratain for I put them on in a state of purity and then he wiped over them and therefore we say wipe and don't wash But what about if the person, listen carefully, what about if the person puts on the hoofs or the socks in order to wipe over them? Can he do this or what? If the answer if his intention was to put them on so as to wipe over them while aiming at relieving quote-unquote, himself from the obligation of ghusl, then in this case, he should not wipe over them. This is like someone who goes for a journey in Ramadan in order to break the fast. It is not permissible for him to break the fast. Because this is a trick so as to drop an obligation. And therefore it is not permissible with this intention. Next benefit. The wiping over the hoofs and or jawrabs and sucks. goes on simultaneously on both because the Prophet ﷺ said فَمَسَحَ عَلَيْهِمَا so he wiped over them if someone says now the Mughira the narrator of the hadith 
intending only in this narration to tell us as to the origin of ruling regarding the wiping, but not the tartib, not the order. And that's why he didn't mention the ghusl of the the face, nor that of the hands, nor that of wiping over the head. So therefore, it is better in this case to start wiping the right one before the left one in accordance with the general hadith of Aisha that the Prophet ﷺ used to love doing things by starting by the right in his affairs, in all of his affairs, in putting his own shoes on, in his purification, in all of his affairs, as reported by Bukhari and Muslim. Some of the scholars said by this opinion, took by this opinion. And our Shaykh Rahimahullah said, وَالْأَمْرُ عِنْدِي فِي هَذَا وَاسِعَ المهم أن يمسح عليهما And the matter with me is accommodating. What's important is that he wipes over them. In this hadith, the narrator did not mention how did the Prophet ﷺ make the wiping. And so we say that the wiping is on the is over the hoof, over the sucks. And the manner has been described by the ulama as to the way of performing the wiping first the person with what his hands with water then will pass the hand over the feet or the hands over the feet from the extremity of the toes to the start of the chin only having the fingers spread because if they were otherwise held together then the wiping will take only one side of the hoof or the sucks and when they are spread then that would be wider so the part of the hoof that is wiped is the upper part only and there are some people who use both of their hands to wipe the right foot and both also to wipe the left foot and this has no basis all that the scholars have said is to wipe the right foot with the right hand and the left foot with the left hand next benefit the ease of sharia rulings where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make it an obligation upon the slaves to take off the hoofs or the sucks and wash because this would be hardships in taking off washing and putting on again and this falls all under the generality of the Prophet saying in Nadina Yusr verily this deen is Yusr is ease case if someone wears the hoofs on a state of purification by way of tayammum dry ablution 
and then he finds the water. هَلْ يَمْسَحْ عَلَيْهِ مَا عِنْدَ وُجُودِ الْمَاءِ Should he wipe over the socks or the hoofs when water is found, knowing that he was in a state of purity by way of dry ablution, by way of tayammum? The answer is, it is not. لَا يَمْسَحْ عَلَيْهِ مَا He shouldn't wipe over them. As an example, someone was out and he had no water and he made tayammum, then he put on the hufayn or the socks and then came to a town or to his town where water is abundant then in this case he should not wipe over them because the purity of tayammum yakhtassu bil wajhi wal kayfain is particular to the face and the hands and has no connection to the feet So, building upon the state of tayammum is unrelated to the purity of the feet. But if in cases where a person does not have water with him, or he is sick and unable to use water for wudu, then he can wear the, wear the hoofs or socks even without being in a state of purity and he can wear them for an unlimited time by making tayammum until he finds water or is cured from his illness because the feet are not connected to the tayammum the next benefit the wiping over the hoofs or socks is applicable on that which takes the name of hoof or socks. So whatever carries the name of hoof or socks, then it's permissible to wipe over it even if it is torn or has holes in it. Because the textual proofs in wiping is or are general and undetailed. Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah said, إِنَّ عَامَةَ الصَّحَابَةِ فُقَرَاءَ لَا تَخْلُوا خِفَافُهُمْ مِنْ شُقُوقِ Most of the companions were poor and their hoofs were not free of tearing. So this indicates that if there is any tearing or holes on the upper part of the foot or feet or in the toes, then it is permissible to wipe over them and there is no harm in that because the textual proofs are general and therefore we should take them as such and there is no authentic textual proof from the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam nor even a weak one that conditions that there should be no hole or tearing in a hoof some of the scholars went to the opinion that if there was a tearing, tiny, tiny tearing, then it is not permissible to wipe over them. And this is excessiveness, a great excessiveness and restriction in 
opposition to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made of ease. Now what are the conditions for wiping over the hoofs or sucks? The conditions are number one, that the person must be in a state of purity when he wears them. And this is the evidence in this hadith of Maghira ibn Shu'bah. Leave them, for indeed my feet were in a state of purity when I wore them. Second, that the hoof or jawrab sucks be pure and clean. And if they have filth on them, then it is not permissible to wipe over them. Third, that the wiping over them is when there is in a state of minor impurity meaning not when he is in a state of sexual defilement or in any state that necessitates ghusl like menses and the evidence is in the hadith of Safwan Bin Asar radiallahu ta'ala anhu who said that كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يأمرنا إذا كنا سفرا ألا ننزع خفافنا ثلاثة أيام ولياليهن إلا من جنابة ولكن من غائط وبول ونوم The Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم ordered us not to remove our socks for three days and nights when we were on a journey except if we were junub in a state of sexual defilement but not from excretion, urination or sleep so therefore condition is set that the wiping over the khuffain or al-jawrabain, the socks is only for al-hadath al-asghar minor impurity and the third condition is that the wiping should be limited to the period determined by the textual proofs and that is as you have heard from the hadith of Safwan bin Asal radiallahu anhu that it is a day and a night for the one who is resident and three days and nights for the one on a travel or a journey so this period starts first time one wipes over the socks listen carefully as to when it starts it starts the first time one wipes over the Khuffain or socks and it is finished 24 hours after for the resident and 72 hours after that for the person on a journey take the following example to clarify it assume that you purified yourself for Fajr on Wednesday at 5 a.m. and you remained in this state till the Isha prayer then you slept and woke for Fajr at 5 a.m. on Thursday then in this case you make wudu by washing your feet because the period has expired 
But if you make wudu before 5 a.m., then your wiping is valid, and you can pray Fajr with this wiping. And you can keep praying as much as you wish afterwards, as well with that same wudu. Because the wudu does not become void when the period of wiping ends according to the strongest opinion of the, of the scholars. And this is because the Prophet ﷺ did not set a time period for the state of purity, but he set a time period for the wiping only. So, if the wiping period is finished, then there is no wiping after that. But if the person is in a state of purity, when the period expired, then his state of purity remains. And the fifth condition is, it is not permissible to wipe over the socks, when the state of purity is the purity of tayammum, of dry ablution, not the regular purity, the purity of water. And inshallah ta'ala in the next session on this matter, we will discuss other points of benefits related to this important matter in almost one's uh, daily life. Allah Ta'ala A'la wa A'lam wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. We continue the explanation of عمدة الأحكام, the basic reference on rulings, and we were discussing the chapter on wiping over the hoof, the boots, the leather socks, and the socks, and this is the second hadith under this chapter. This hadith of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, hadith number 22. An Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, radi Allahu anhu, qal, kuntu ma'an nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, fabala, wa tawadda'a, wa masaha ala khuffayhi. This is the hadith of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. He said, I was with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he came to the dumping ground of filth belonging to a particular tribe. He urinated while standing, and I went aside. Meaning the Prophet ﷺ urinated while standing, and I went aside. He, the Prophet ﷺ, asked me to come near him, and I went so near to him that I stood behind his heels. He then performed ablution and wiped over his socks. This is the report by Muslim. This is the report by Muslim. And the author here reported it in uh, brevity. But this is the full hadith which you can see now on the screen. The hadith of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. I was with the messenger Muhammad sallallahu when he came to the dumping, dumping ground of filth belonging to a particular tribe. He urinated while standing and I went aside. He وسلم, asked me to come near him and I went so near to him that I stood behind his heels. He then performed ablution and wiped over his chuffain, his hoofs, his leather socks. The narrator is Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman and we gave a biography of his previously. The subject of the hadith explaining the ruling of wiping over the hoofs. 
the overall explanation, Hudayf ibn al-Yaman informs that he was with the Prophet ﷺ and this was in Medina. And the Prophet ﷺ wanted to respond to the call of nature. So he came to this dumping ground behind a wall and he urinated while standing and then made ablution and wiped over his hoof or hoofs leather socks or boots and his wudu the Prophet Sallallahu ablution was after he performed istijmar or istinja as this is his case is normally the case with him istijmar meaning wiping the place with stones or the like istinja meaning cleaning the place with water now the benefits of the hadith number one permissibility to urinate standing with the conditions number one that it is safe from sprinkling of urine on one's body and or clothes second that it is done in a safe and secure place from sight obscured from sight the second benefit permissibility to wipe over the socks in residence and in travel wiping over them of course after making the wudu meaning the person puts them on in a state of tahara purification as explained in the previous hadith and this substitutes for washing the feet and this is from the perfection of the deen and of its ease walhamdulillah and this also was detailed previously in the hadith number 21 thirdly it is permissible to mention that a person of high status it is permissible to say that he urinated Because in this case, the hadith is explicit, telling that the Prophet ﷺ bala, urinated. And the status of the Prophet ﷺ is known. This is the explanation of this hadith.